Hello my friend and welcome back to another episode. I know I sound slightly crazy. Um, it's because actually I am. I am freaking crazy. Happy Saturday. It's Saturday in my land right now. Um, I have been up since around 6am um, and in the mornings during my routine at the minute, I know I've been talking about this a lot, but I've been kind of doing just tweaking things, switching things up. And this week I have been choosing to do my meditation out on my balcony and it has been freaking wonderful. It's not massively warm here now, even though apparently it is our summer, British summer. Thank you so freaking much. Um, but it has been so nice sitting, even when it's been cooler, just sitting out in, in the air and closing my eyes and I can, I can, I can picture myself, my future self, sitting in by a pool in a house with the mountains on one side of me um some greenery on the other side of me um just smelling that morning air because i freaking love the morning uh there is something about it something i do when i first wake up <laughs> this makes me sound like a right weirder when i first wake up i get out of bed and i will literally st stick my head out of my window I'm not even lying and just taking a big breath of air because there's something about the smell first thing in the morning and it's so very very quiet I'm lucky because it's quite quiet where I live anyway even though I'm in the center of London it's still very quiet um but just there's something about that in the morning I'm just I it just brings me so much freaking like good feels, good vibes, pleasure, joy, all of the things rolled in from such a freaking simple act. And then, um, yeah, I've still been dancing, meditating, doing my journaling, although I didn't journal this morning. But then the other thing that I've added in, which I am loving right now, is um, tapping. I have gotten more and more into tapping in the last... I'd say six months. Um, I've actually done a course in it. So um, I'm using it with one or two of my clients. Um, but I have been using it a lot on myself. Um, I'm still using breathwork, but not as much. Um, I've kind of started just playing about with tapping only because I feel like tapping is a bit more portable. I mean, I know we obviously all breathe, but the kind of breath work that um, I do and I do with some of my clients, it takes a bit more of setting up and you need to be, you know, away from away from people. You need time. You need to be prepared to, you know, um, really let all of the emotions out. And that's amazing. And there is definitely a time and place for it. But I was like, I need something that's a little bit more portable um, that really helps with shifting energy um, and help it, you can use it, you know, in times when you are feeling anxious or, you know, you get those running thoughts. So I've literally been freaking loving it. And I don't know how much you know about tapping, um, but it's essentially you tap on each of the um, acupuncture points. Um, and what it does, each of the points is called um, the meridian, it's part of your meridian energy system. And when you are tapping on each of these points, each of these points, what it's doing is it's helping to unblock stuck energy. So, you know, when you start feeling, you know, anxious about something or you're worrying about something or your brain just will not 
get off this like one belief that's just churning over and over in your head. Tapping is a freaking amazing way to help you shift that. And it's so freaking simple. I've actually been doing something really freaking weird in that when I've been walking like out on my walks, if I happen to notice that I am clinging on to a really unhelpful thought and I've started to referring them as my brain is peeing its pants thoughts and I know that that sounds really weird but some of the stuff that my brain some of the thoughts um, that my brain chooses to fixate on are just like it's just so ridiculous sometimes I'm just like start fucking peeing your pants over that like it's really nothing just let it go these are the conversations I have with myself no word for freaking lie but what I have been doing is when I've noticed that my mind has been doing that, when I've been out, I've literally, and this is part, this is one of your tapping points, is on the top of your head. Um, it's just when I'm out walking, just starting to gently tap on my head. And you could essentially tap on all the points we are out walking, but I find even just tapping on my head, it shifts energy and I, I can easily let go of whatever the unhelpful thought is. So tapping has been, is, is amazing. Um, and like I said, I've been using it with some of my clients. I did a little course in it. Um, so I would say if you've never tried it, definitely try it out. Um, and I will be including that as part of the membership. Um, we will be doing tapping. So I'm super excited. And the membership, um, I'm taking I'm taking a slightly different approach to the beginning of it in that I'm going to be looking for a select few people to come and join it in the beginning. And they're going to be, you're going to be like my, my founding members. I'm going to keep it very small and very exclusive. Um, so I'm going to be starting to look for people who might be interested in coming and joining me in the next couple of weeks. So keep your eye out on social media um, and your email inbox, if you are indeed on my email um, list for invites um, to come and join in um, for this kind of like um, introduction phase of the membership. And it does mean um, that the price, because it's going to be extremely um I'm not going to say cheap because I don't really like that word. It's going to be very um, low end on the cost scale in the beginning. And if you join me in this first phase, um, your price will never go up. You'll be able to stay in the membership as long as it is running for um, your introductory price, which I think is freaking, you know, more than fair. And whilst my new website is up, my friend, Oh my God, it's freaking beautiful, even if I do say so myself. Um, yeah, so you can go and check that out at www.thrivewithduff.com. Um, I just love it. You know, you just look at something and you're like, wow. And, you know, even though I had somebody do a lot of it for me, I've had to write the copy and stuff, um, the copy being the words that you see on each of the pages. There's always a lot more work goes into these things than I think anyone ever realizes um, and I'm still tweaking odds and bods for now and I'm actually not really a perfectionist um, but I keep going back in um, so I keep learning new things then I'm like oh no right I need to go in and apply this it's freaking it's freaking crazy um, yes but on the on my website there will be um, there's kind of some old blogs of mine there's links to podcast episodes there's also all the ways that you can work with me and there's some um, there's actually a new official offering 
now that I am doing, which is relationship and dating coaching, which I have been I have been doing, but it was not not kind of an official thing that was ever on any of my never an official offer that was on any of my um websites or you know package details so I'm super excited to be able to do that um and then also there's details about working with me as a self-love coach um and then the membership and it's just going to be a little hub love hub hub love a hub love of love a hub love of love my friend um and I'm intending on publishing blogs on there um weekly maybe even bi-weekly um and any free stuff that I give out will also be on there so go and check it out, um, and I would love to know your thoughts on it. Um, I hope you'll get as excited about it as I am. I mean, I don't really think anyone ever would because, you know, it's my baby. It's my baby, you know? Uh, and what else did I want to say in this introduction bit? Things that I have been loving, this is quite random, but I was struggling with my foundation. Um, the application of it, for some reason, had started to go to absolute shit. Like, it was going... I'd put it on in the morning. I used to use a brush and I'd put it on in the morning and it just would like leave weird marks everywhere. It wasn't sitting on my skin properly. And then I was like, oh my God, is it my skin? I mean, my skin has changed. So I've had to um, change foundations. Um, changed because I am 43 now and that's what happens. Um, it's totally fine. I don't have a problem with it, but it's it's a fact of you know accepting that's what's happening and looking at what I can do um, as a solution. So I went on a bit of a YouTube um, rampage one night and discovered, I mean, these things have been out for ages. I'm obviously just a bit behind the times, but uh, there was a video I watched that said, try using a sponge rather than a brush. So I went and bought these great big Dubery like makeup sponges and they have been pretty life-changing. So I'm loving those at the minute. And rather than, um, I used to, squeeze my foundation bottle and then dot it on my face and that is apparently not the thing to do so you squeeze it onto the sponge and then apply it from the sponge and you don't end up with loads of excess foundation so it has been pretty pretty game changing and I've also changed the shade of my blusher because I've been wearing this MAC blusher called Dolly Mix for literally freaking years and I mean years and I began to notice that um, my skin color is probably gone a little bit more pinky. I've got a few more like little, um, I don't know whether they're rosacea or what they are, but there's definitely a, a more pink tone um, on my cheeks. And I was like, I don't know if this, fa- I don't know if this blusher is actually doing me any favors. So I've actually switched out my bright pink blusher for more of a kind of um, corally orangey. And I think it is, um, I like it. I think it's given a bit more of a um, kind of a, a more natural look, which I'm quite enjoying, you know. Um, so that's a kind of little product makeup update. Um, and the blusher make, I'm not entirely sure. It's actually one that's been sat in. Uh, I've got, I'm sure we all, you, ha- you have one of these as well. You've got like a box of makeup, which is probably would do to get well to just put all it be put all in the bin but you're kind of hanging on to it for no real reason well there is a reason because I went into it and found this blusher I will go and buy a new blusher but I didn't want to invest in a, a nice new blusher until I knew that I was going to be happy with the color so this was kind of my compromise um I'll maybe post that on my story so you people can see it perhaps um 
And then the other thing that I've discovered in the last week or so, uh, two weeks, sorry, is um, a per- something called a Purdy energy drink, which is um, for focus. And it is not like I cannot bear Red Bull or even these natural like 10, I think they're called Tenzing energy drinks. They literally make me want to vomit. They're so disgusting. Um, but I discovered this Purdy drink and it's all natural ingredients. Um, and it doesn't taste like shit. It tastes like blackcurrant. So I've only managed to find it in Boots. If you're in the UK, United States, I've no idea. Rest of the world, I've no idea. I'm sorry, but you can just Google it. Um, but it has been not only is it delicious, but it does just give you a little um, a little pep up, you know, without it needing to be, um, you know, coffee or whatever. Because sometimes I just don't want. Sometimes I just don't want coffee. Um, and that's it, my friend. That is the kind of update on all things random in my life. Um, oh, I have moved my vaccine forward as well. My vaccine is now on the 16th of July over the 5th of August. Um, and then I have discovered a few little uh, loopholes I'm going to try um, for heading to the United States. So after I've had my second vaccine, I'm going to um, where my next flight is booked on the 25th and I've discovered a couple of things that I am going to try um, if the borders are not officially open. Um, so yeah, so that is it for this section, my friend. Today's episode is about the three things that I, I know from my own story prevent you from saying exactly what it is you want in a relationship. And actually, I'm using the dating and relationship example, but I very much feel that these three things tie into, they could tie into so many other areas of life. So even if you can't uh, relate to them in um, correspondence with dating and relationships, just ask yourself, is there any area of my life that I can maybe correlate these two or they kind of would would fit to? Is correlate the right word? I'm really not very good with my words. Well, I am good with words, but sometimes I just get them confused. And I, for years, I was using, <laughs> I was using the word vestibule uh, because I thought that meant um, a drink, you know, like a drinking container. I thought vest, I thought the word vestibule meant drinking container. So I was like, where is my water vestibule? Apparently it's not, it's something in a church, I think. And I get it from my dad because my dad, he for, <laughs> he for years, <laughs> it's just, it just cracks me up every time I think about it. The word porter cabin is spelled P-O-R-A, P-O-R-T-A-K-A, porter taker bin, B-I-N. And so my dad thought it was poor take a bin because I think there's like a little, um, you know, line in between each of the words. So my dad was calling them poor take a bins. <laughs> so I definitely get it from, I definitely get it from him. Oh my God. But anyway, um, enjoy the episode. Don't forget to go and check out my new website, www.thrivewithduff.com. Um keep your eye out for uh, details about being one of the founding members for the membership. 
Um, and that's it, my friend. I wish you a truly wonderful day and I will speak to you really soon. Bye for now. My friend, welcome to the Thrive with Dove podcast. My name is Sarah Dove and I am going to be your host for these episodes. I am a relationship coach, entrepreneur, life coach, tapping practitioner, breathwork practitioner, and I am on a mission to help you be better, feel better, live better, and to truly thrive in your life as the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So in the episodes, I'm going to be covering topics such as romance, love, relationships, dating, money, manifestation, personal and spiritual development, business, all of the things that you need and each of the episodes my intention is that there is going to be stuff in there that you can take out and start to use in your real life today and what I would love more than anything else is that if you get value from the episodes please share it with your friends share it with your family share it on your social media because we need to get the message out that people do not need to be just surviving in life we are here to truly truly thrive and it would also mean the world to me that if there is an episode you love or you just love the podcast in general if you would take some time head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and some stars so that's all for me from now enjoy the episodes and I will speak to you really really soon So let's dive into the main meat and potatoes of this episode, which is looking at three of the main reasons that I have identified from my own experience and working with clients that we find it difficult to express what it is that we really want out of a relationship or what it is that we are really looking for. And I did this for a a very long time after I broke up with my ex. So I had a very messy breakup back in, oh my God, I mean, it's that freaking long ago, 2000 and um, early 2000s, 2000 and not even early 2000s, what am I talking about? 2000, this is irrelevant, but I'm in this now, 2000 and maybe 11 yeah, I had a really messy, messy breakup. And it fucked me over, if I'm being honest. Um, And I don't realize, I don't think I realized how much it had impacted me. Um, Well, in the in the kind of immediate aftermath of the first year, I definitely did. Because I was a drunken, drug taking mess who just could not get herself together and spent a lot of time dwelling on what had I I done wrong? Why was I not good enough to be in that relationship? Why wasn't I good enough for him? You know, mixed in with a lot of resentment and hate towards him because I felt that, you know, he he basically destroyed my life. I wasn't into taking responsibility for myself, um, which I I think I've recorded this on episode before, um, which I now have for that relationship. And, you know, I... It doesn't excuse what he did and how the relationship ended. Um, But I now take full responsibility for every single decision I made. He didn't make me do any of the things that I did. And I was not able to speak up for myself within that relationship. I was not in a place where I was speaking my needs. And that was kind of one of the big disconnects but all of the stuff like me leaving a job that I was in me leaving a city me disconnecting from friends and all of that he never made me do any of that yes he was there and I was doing it for him but essentially the decision was always mine 
So after that breakup, I went into this um, kind of, you know, hole with myself. And I became very, very, very scared of being hurt again. I I couldn't, I, I suffered and was in so much pain after that breakup. Like, I, I, to myself, I was just like, I never, ever, ever want to feel like that again. And that, you know, that is completely natural, especially in the, you know, initial um, months or maybe even the first year of having broken up with someone, you know, you have to allow yourself to go through the feelings um, and process. I mean, I definitely wasn't processing anything, but you know, if, if it was ever to happen again, I, there would be a very different approach to what would happen. Um, but I became very scared. And so I started putting all of this armor on and I started, you know, pretending that I didn't want to have a relationship. Um, and, you know, over the years, the armor kind of got thicker and thicker and thicker. And what I would do was I, I would go out and I would sleep with men. And then I would do this thing of getting very attached to them, even though I didn't want a relationship because I was so scared of getting hurt. I still wanted to be, I still wanted the attention and I still wanted the validation. So I would go out, have these like, you know, whether they were just friends with benefits or one night stands, I would, I would do all of that. And then even though I was saying it's fine, I just want, you know, I just want sex, all of that. I would then end up getting very attached and go into this, you know, they would obviously, because they were never in it for anything more than what I was offering. Um, they would, you know, they never did anything wrong, but I then became very obsessive and very kind of attached to um, them, not really because of them, but because, because they didn't seem to want me. I wanted them even more. So it was this very like uncomfortable, um, painful dance that went on for years and years. And all throughout those years when I was doing this, I was still claiming that I did not want to have a relationship. And actually now looking back on that, I can see that you know, in the initial, in the initial phases, no, I definitely didn't want a relationship. But then it got to a point where I was stuck in this pattern that I was in of going out and just sleeping with these guys, these guys that were never, were never right for me. Um, guy, well, they were right for me at the time, because they were actually giving me what I was saying that um, I was saying on the surface, what I wanted. Um, but then it went on for far too long. You know, like we're talking years afterwards, I was still in this pattern and I was still saying, I'm not that bothered. I don't really want a relationship to everyone else around me. But deep down inside, all I wanted was to find someone and to be in a relationship. But I was unable to say that out loud to anyone around me. I was unable to say that to anyone 
that I met to anyone on any of the dating apps to anyone that I met on a night out I kept the game up that I was fine I was a good time girl I, I wasn't I wasn't bothered I wasn't looking for a relationship and that kept me stuck for a very very long time because I wasn't being honest I wasn't being truly honest with myself number one and I wasn't being honest with anyone around me number two and I wasn't being honest with the people that I was ending these men that I was ending up in these situations with and it was it was a defense mechanism it was protection mechanism I didn't want to get there was kind of this war going on inside of me as there is like in so many areas of our life you end up in this situation where you you are in this internal war with yourself where there is part of you that's saying no I really do want to meet someone I really do want love and then there's another part of you that is fucking terrified and does not want to ever feel the pain that you felt you know from the relationship that broke up from the divorce from from whatever happened to you and that part of you can be so overpowering and the part of you that is actually like oh no but I would like to you know I would like a relationship I would like to find love again doesn't really unless you take control of her and turn the volume up on her she doesn't really get you know a strong enough hold on things when you don't have the awareness of what is truly going on inside of you and when you are not being truly open and honest with yourself and that's why it's so important to you know with the kind of um, thought management work with the deeper exploration work and getting to know yourself on a deeper level is why it's so freaking important because when I was in those times when I was having these battles inside of me, I didn't know I was having a battle inside of me. I didn't because I didn't have the awareness because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in the same space that I'm in now. So I can look back on all of this with the most amazing, like, you know, insight and, and hindsight, insight and hindsight, yeah, insight and hindsight now. But at the time, I didn't have a freaking clue. And that's why I am so freaking passionate and on a mission to share as much of my story with you as I possibly can, because I I would, I feel like at the time, if if I maybe have listened to somebody talking about this internal war and talking about those two parts of you where one is saying, no, I really do want a relationship and the other part is going, no fucking way, Jose. You know, maybe if somebody had, you know, spoken to me about that in language that I understood, I'd have been like, oh shit, I actually think that's what's, that's what's going on. And, you know, what do, what do you then do about it? And what you then do about it is you you have to actually sit with yourself and you have to feel into which which voice, which part of you feels like the truth. And for me and for most of us, because, you know, we all want love. We all want a, a, a relationship. Um, but I, and I don't like to generalize and say all, but majority of, of people that I meet, one of the things that they would like in their life is to meet someone and to fall in love and to be in a partnership and to be in a relationship and to have somebody to spend, you know, the, their life with or a period of their life. Cause I mean, when you get with somebody that you never know whether it's going to actually be, actually be 100% forever, you know? But that person has come into your life and you get to enjoy time with them, you know, for as long as you get to enjoy time with them, you know. But one of the big things that will stop you doing that is if you are not really sitting with yourself and tapping into what do you really want and turning the volume up on that and turning the volume down on the part of you that is literally just operating out of fear and pain and trying to protect the hell out of you because like I said that part of you is freaking strong 
and that part of you, she will keep you in your comfort zone. Because when you've when you've gone through a breakup, you know, going back out onto the dating scene, intentionally dating, not just going out looking for for hookups, etc., but being intentional about your dating and deciding that now I do want a relationship is scary as fucking shit. It seriously, seriously is. Because, you know, you, you know, you know that it's great when you're in the relationship, but then you also know the pain that can happen if things don't go right. But on the flip side of that as well, you also know that you can survive, that you are, you will be okay. So you can use that to gather evidence for yourself that, you know, you can go into a relationship and even if it doesn't work out, you will still be okay. And something really powerful to do, which helped me to get through that last breakup was, you know, looking at it and deciding what were the lessons, what were the good things that actually came out of it. And there was a lot, you know, um, and that really helped me to be able to move, move forward from it. So that's reason number one that you struggle with actually just saying out loud, I want a relationship. And that is because you are scared of being hurt. Again, you are scared of putting yourself out there. You're scared of getting out of your comfort zone. Um, and again, I, mean, I guess this is maybe one, two, two things. And you're you're letting that pain and fear part of you be in the driver's seat. And so the solution to that is you you need to get in the driver's seat and you need to decide what you want. So sit with yourself and decide and kind of just tune into, this is why sitting in silence is great. Because you can tune in and you can hear, you know, you can hear what's going on. You can hear all of the thoughts and you can hear the battle. And, you know, you get to choose which one you want to listen to and which one ultimately is going to give you the life results that you want you know, and we all, we all have the answers inside of us. And my, part of my role as a coach, well, actually my, my whole role as a coach is to help you access the answers that you already have inside of you. Too many of us try and find answers outside of ourselves. And actually we don't need to, we have all the answers inside. It's just whether we are prepared to tune into them, listen to them, say them out loud and take action on them. So that's reason number one. So reason number two that I see that people are kind of scared to say exactly what they want in dating or relationships is there is a fear of losing your freedom. And really, I'm speaking to you if you are someone who classes yourself as fiercely independent. It doesn't even have to be fiercely, but you're very independent. You know, you have this really full life. Um, you're always out doing things um, or, you know, Zooming things, COVID, et cetera, um, restrictions in place. Um, you essentially don't need anyone. You're quite happy on your own. And that is freaking great, you know, and actually that is such a powerful place to be in, to go out and attract healthy love. But what I see is there is like a there is a fine line between being so happy on your own and so independent that you can close yourself down to being in a relationship. And I am not saying that everyone needs to be in a relationship. I'm not going to come on here and start, you know, tarring everyone with the same brush as as the saying goes. 
But ultimately, I feel like there is, um, there are people who deep down, if they were being really, really, really honest, would like a relationship, regardless of how independent they are. But they have done, they've done that thing that I did that I was talking about previously, where they have kind of armored up and maybe there is a fear of, you know, experiencing pain. But also there is a unconscious or could be conscious um, thought pattern that if you get into a relationship, that that automatically means that you need to lose all of your freedom. And this pattern could come, I mean, it could come from numerous places. It could come from stuff that you saw on TV when you were growing up. So if you, like me, grew up watching various American sitcoms, Dallas, I know these aren't sitcoms, but I watched all the American sitcoms. I watched Dallas. I watched Dynasty. I watched The Fall Guy. I watched, um, you name it, I watched it. And basically, if you look back at those programs now, when you look at the dynamics of relationships in those programs, what was being shown to us was generally these powerful men who would marry, get married to these women, and the women essentially would would just kind of become their sidekick, so to speak. So you may be like, well, that was when I was a kid and it was only a TV program, but that that shit right there is the stuff that goes into your mind and and you you end up with that as a as a programming, an unconscious programming. You don't even know you freaking got it. Or you witnessed perhaps in the dynamics of your parents, maybe your parents' relationship was, you know, your your mum kind of gave up all of her independence and um, all of her kind of dreams, et cetera, to uh, marry your father, to have children, all of the things. And so there is there is some attachment to you losing all of your independence um, if you were to end up in a relationship or to get married. And maybe it's even been from your own experience. Maybe like your previous relationships have been that you've gone in and lost yourself within that relationship. And so this is me. So I always used to go into every single dating relationship scenario and I would basically lose myself within that relationship because my people-pleasing tendencies just took over. And I was so scared of being rejected and and losing that person that I just became this like chameleon slash pretzel slash, I don't know, plasticine, if you know what plasticine is, that would literally go into a scenario. It's actually quite a skill that if used in the right way is pretty amazing because it means you can go into situations that other people would find very difficult to be in and you can actually fit in but when you are unaware of the pattern and you don't have the power to leverage it in a healthy way what happens is you end up in relationships and you lose yourself within that relationship because you you are doing everything for that other person if they like it you like it if they want to do it you do it you know regardless of how it how it actually makes you feel on the inside regardless of whether it suits you regardless of whether it's something that you're even interested in regardless of whether or not it makes you feel good you don't care you're just like no I'm here and I'll do this for this person because you know I want to make their life easy I want to make them feel good but what the fuck about you you know so when you have been in that scenario 
I was that person. And I, you know, have come out of the other side of that. I've done all of this work, identified all of my patterns and um, well, I'm sure there's still patterns I haven't identified, but I've majority, you know, identified a lot of the big ones that played havoc in my life. And there was a part of me when I decided that I wanted um, to meet someone and to find, you know, a new relationship. There was a part of me that that was like, oh, well, I do really quite like my life right now. I've got all this freedom. I can travel. I can do what I want, when I want. I could list off all these reasons as to, you know, the things that would need to change if I ended up in a relationship. And if all you're doing is focusing on the things that you think that you're going to, you know, lose or miss out on, then you are going to stay close off to a relationship, you know, and you have to really ask yourself, well, where, who, where is the rule? Where is it written in, you know, stone that when you go into a relationship, you have to lose the stuff that you love doing, that you have to lose your independence, that you have to just suddenly become um, this person that does everything that the other person likes. Newsflash, that's not how a healthy relationship works, you know? And the exciting thing is you get to decide how you want your relationship to work. And if you want, if one of your relationship goals is that you are in a relationship whereby you both still go off and do you know, your your own things, then that is the relationship that you go out and you find. So I just really want you to check in with yourself if you are, you know, sitting there listening to this and you're like, no, but I don't want I don't want a relationship. You know, I really don't. I'm quite happy on my own. That that was always my thing. I'm quite happy on my own. Um, and yes, you can be happy on your own. Nobody's saying you can't. But also you could be happy and um, be in a relationship and still be doing the things you love and still be maintaining a level of, you know, your own your own independence. Because a healthy relationship, I hope I'm not going to slaughter this word now, is interdependence. So you are both in the relationship, but you are... Um, individuals within that relationship so you still have your own likes and loves and um all of that you know so you don't need to morph into each other and that was really important for me like and I you know I um I will still have to check in with myself in my new relationship about the reasons you know the reasons why I am doing things you know is it because um you know he said that he likes that or doesn't like that you know am I agreeing to something just because you know it it makes him happy but it makes me really unhappy and of course there's always compromises in relationships that's that's just the way that things are but you have to just when you when you've had a pattern of being the chameleon of being the people pleaser you have to just be aware of yourself because it feels uncomfortable in the beginning when you are there and you you're so used to just doing something to please the other person actually saying no actually do you know what that doesn't work for me or I don't want to do that and um you know can we do this instead can feel very uncomfortable so that is reason number two there is a fear of losing freedom within a relationship okay and that brings us on to the final reason and reason three, that you struggle to say 
exactly what you want um, in dating is there is a fear of judgment. And to me, I see this in two different forms. So there is a fear of judgment if you perhaps maybe put yourself back out on the dating apps, start kind of being saying to people, yeah, I'm looking to meet someone. You have a fear that if you are then not very successful at attracting the right kind of people in, if you go on some unsuccessful dates, if you perhaps have, you know, a few, um, you know, dating relationships that last a week or two and they seem to finish or you go out on a date with a friend's friend that they've set you up with and it's not it's not a good match or it just doesn't work out you have a fear that you are going to get judged for all of these non non-successes because you feel that people are then going to look at you and they're going to be saying, oh, I wonder what's wrong. I wonder what's wrong with her. She's not like, there's obviously something not quite right with her. So there is a fear that you are not going to be good at dating and therefore get judged for it. And that people are going to then start cross-examining about what is wrong with you. And that is just not the case. The only person that is going to be cross-examining you and probably questioning what the fuck is wrong with me is you. So you have to let go of that kind of um, giving two shits about what other people might be saying about you, you know, and just know that when you go back out on the dating scene, even when you have done, you know, lots of work on yourself, you've gotten yourself into a really great relationship with you. Um, and you are, this is the first time ever you are going onto um, the dating apps, and you're doing it for the right reasons, you've got a really good mindset, a good healthy mindset around it. Just because you are in that space, it does not mean that you are going to get on the apps and, and all of a sudden, within, you know, the first day of swiping and matching, that you are going to meet, you know, the guy that you want to be with for the rest of your life. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, that you're going to, it's all going to immediately fall into place, you know? So don't put that pressure on yourself. Like there's, it's almost like just find the way to make dating as enjoyable as possible. Find a way to frame it to yourself that makes it like something that is fun and light and not this big chore that you need to do. <coughs> Excuse me. And just know that regardless, it, regardless of any anything that anyone around you might think about what is going on, do not even bother yourself about that. You know, stop worrying so goddamn much about what other people are thinking of you and be more concerned about what you are thinking about you, you know? And like I said, people generally, again, I don't want to, you know, tar everyone with the same brush. That's not the right saying. I don't want to say everyone is like this, but generally no one is is judging you. Like no one could give a shit, really. They're too busy worrying about their own 
own stuff to be worrying about whether you whether your dating app life is successful or not you know not to say they don't love you but they just have other things to be thinking about so that's the first level of judgment the second level of judgment is just being blatantly honest on the apps so actually on your app profile saying I want a relationship you are scared that what is going to happen is people are going to look at your profile and they are going to judge you as being needy they're going to judge you as being um like the scary the scary person who actually wants a relationship so therefore what's going to happen is you're going to end up reducing down the number of people that are going to actually swipe on you so that's tied into having a scarcity mindset like you are not looking for every single person on that fucking dating app to like you that's not what you like you want the right people to like you So if you are not saying what you want because you are scared that you are going to, number one, reduce down the number of people that you are going to get matched with, number two, that you're going to get judged as being, you know, needy or, you know, whatever, then you need to have a fucking word with yourself and just remind yourself that you actually want to be reducing down the number of people. You only want to be being matched with people who are in this, the, the dating, on the dating app for the same goddamn thing. Don't waste your time trying to attract all of these people or or liking all of these people that are not even looking for the same thing with you. Same thing with children. You know, if you want children, say you want children. If you don't want children, say you don't want children and don't waste your time matching with people that are not in the same boat as you. Because it's, you know, it's wasting both of your times. And if somebody is sitting on the app and they are saying, just looking for a hookup, take them at face value. They are just looking for a hookup. So don't start going into that narrative of, oh, well, they, you know, I'll just swipe for them anyway. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they didn't really mean it. Maybe th- maybe they just put that because they want to look, maybe they want to look cool. Yeah, maybe they did, but maybe they didn't. And you haven't, you do not need to waste your time with someone who is not being totally honest about what they want. If you want to start attracting honest, decent people on these apps, then you know, you need to start being radically honest and you need to start saying exactly what it is that you want, you know? So those are the three main reasons that, in my experience, stop you from saying what it is you want when it comes to your dating life. And like I said in the introduction bit, even if you can't relate some of that stuff to dating and relationships, maybe you can maybe you can relate it to other areas of your life. You know, where are you fearing judgment? Where are you protecting yourself from? Where are you stopping yourself from doing something as a protection mechanism? You know, where are you maybe not doing something because there is a fear of um losing a certain aspect of you know your life and just check in with yourself you know so I hope there was some goodness in here for you I hope there was some take take home points for you um and as always I truly appreciate you tuning in to listen to listen to me 
um, having a chat with you. Um, and if anything was helpful, useful, please feel free to share on your Instagram stories your biggest take-homes and don't forget to tag me and then I will repost. Um, and if you have any questions, of course, you can either leave a message here on the podcast or reach out to me via my new website at thrivewithduff.com or of course on Instagram via my DMs. I always love to hear from you. So my friend, that is it for now and I shall catch you on the next episode. Have a truly amazing day. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Thrive with Duff podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would be so, so grateful if you could head on over to iTunes and leave me some stars. And while you're over there, do not forget to hit subscribe so you never miss another episode. If you have friends, gal pals, your mom, anyone that you feel that would benefit from any of the episodes, I would be so grateful if you could share because I am on a mission to make sure that I empower as many women as I possibly can to be able to start thriving in their life. Until the next episode, my friend, take care. I'll speak to you soon.